Meet Susie. She's 45 and never feels rested. She constantly feels like she's coming down with a cold or flu where her body feels weak and almost achy, but she never actually gets the cold, just the body aches and weakness. This is actually something that used to happen to me a lot back in the day, so I can really relate with her. Susie's also very reactive to things, from the foods that she eats to the scents of perfumes and any chemicals like cigarette smoke and household cleaners. Like many of our cases, she's seen multiple doctors, but wasn't offered much of an explanation or a solution. When she came to see me, she had a long list of symptoms and had written out her whole health history to make it easier for me to put the dots together. I saw that she was recently tested for Epstein-Barr and Lyme, and both were negative, but her lymphocytes, which are the cells that deal with viruses, were a bit elevated from the functional range perspective. She spent a lot of time outdoors, and from everything I saw, I sensed there was some kind of an infection that was going on. Because the body is so connected, we had to explore everything to find the missing pieces to solve this health mystery. Every year, thousands of people are told there's no explanation for their health concerns and no way to fix them. They feel frustrated, undermined, and lost. I know, because that was me before I figured out the actual causes and reclaimed my health. Now, I help others do the same. I'm Ina Toppler, and this is Health Mystery Solved. We just heard about Susie and her fatigue, viral symptoms, and chemical sensitivities. I had a strong sense her body was dealing with the stress of infections, but they were not as obvious on her blood work. Joining me on the show today to discuss Susie's case further is Dr. Luis Garcia. Dr. Garcia is originally from Colombia, where he got his medical degree, and also where he honed his complementary and alternative medicine skills by learning from top experts in the field. He has spent many years traveling throughout the U.S., Mexico, Cuba, Ecuador, and Colombia, mastering an extensive variety of complementary and alternative medicine techniques. His goal is to stabilize the body's pH and stimulate the immune system through the use of magnets and bioenergetic therapies, which help to assist the body to regain its self-healing electromagnetic balance naturally. He is now living right here in the U.S. and practicing this amazing technique called biomagnetism. I can't wait to tell you all about it. Now, I personally met Dr. Garcia about six years ago, and since then, he's helped both me and many of my clients figure out numerous ailments and has been a trusted mentor and friend. Dr. Garcia, I'm so excited to have you on. Welcome. Thank you very much, Ina. So Dr. Garcia, why do you think so many people around the world are experiencing mystery symptoms? Unfortunately, I believe that today's current technology in laboratory work is not sufficient, and we're also not testing for enough things. And so what I mean by that is oftentimes doctors are missing certain key infections, such as infections by mosquitoes. And so nobody here in the United States is really testing for something like dengue or Zika or chikungunya or malaria for that matter. If you're only thinking about, oh, I might test in someone that has recently come from Africa or India or the Caribbean where these things are common, then you're going to miss out on people experiencing these infections from plain mosquitoes uh, here in the New York, New Jersey, Northeast area, that if the mosquito bites someone that has been to any one of those countries and they acquired that infection while down there, then as soon as they fly back up here, they still have the infection. Just because they're living in the Northeast now doesn't mean they aren't experiencing the infection. And so it may be a subclinical infection that, sure, maybe one out of every 20 cases of dengue virus will have serious and severe complications, but the other 19 out of 20, it's going to present itself as underlying fatigue, malaise, joint pain that unfortunately, if those individuals go to the primary care physician, he's going to say, oh, it's stress. Oh, it's old age. Oh, it's, you know, whatever else is going on in your life emotionally, or it's, it might be the medication. They're going to 
think of numerous different other uh, causes for it, but they're not going to think about underlying mosquito infections. And so what happens is they're going to probably send them to the rheumatologist. The rheumatologist is going to put them on either steroid infect, uh, steroid medication or uh, analgesic medication, and they're going to go down that route and not find any solutions for their issues when ultimately it's not about treating the symptom. It's about treating the underlying cause. So for something like a dengue, yes, it can usually resolve by itself, but it needs the proper immune stimulation in order to do so. Right. And you know, what you're saying is so interesting and so important because I think so many people have these underlying infections and because of our environment and we're exposed to so many things and stress and, you know, everything else that's going on, the immune system is just not able to handle it. And then if we have one infection that's underlying, maybe there's two, there's three and the body just gets overwhelmed with all of that. Absolutely. Like a glass that can fill up with Many, many different infections, imbalances, nutritional deficiencies, toxicities. However, as you continue to add those imbalances to our body, well, the glass becomes filled with them. It can tolerate up to halfway, three quarters of the way. But once it becomes filled to the very top, one more drop of anything, and it's going to start to spill over. And so it's when we spill over that these symptoms and clinical episodes begin to appear. Unfortunately, everyone is always paying attention to the last straw that broke the camel's back as opposed to everything lying underneath. And fortunately, through biomagnetism and the bioenergy work, we can ask as to what is going on, what's causing that particular symptom What's underlying everything that allowed for that to occur? Yeah. You just have to peel away layers of the onion. Absolutely. And I can't agree more. And my listener knows really well because I use this analogy very similar to what you were just used with the glass. I always say the overflowing bucket, which is really the same ideas. Absolutely. And Dr. Garcia, I just wanted to check. You were talking about subclinical infections. Is that the same thing as saying stealth infections? Because that's a word that's kind of been more of a popular word in the functional medicine space. Stealth as opposed to it's there, but it can't be detected. And so once again, as I mentioned before, you know, nobody is asking or searching about dengue or malaria for that matter, or underlying tuberculosis or Yersinia pestis or mycoplasma pneumonia. Unfortunately, only Lyme literate doctors uh, and functional medicine doctors are checking patients for mycoplasma pneumonia and Epstein-Barr virus and other co-infections or you know stealth infections but that's only the tip of the iceberg and so through the bioenergy work you can muscle test and inquire as to what other stealth infections and so people have no idea how many stealth infections are being caused by dairy um you know, dairy, unfortunately, even though milk feeds mammals of all species around the world, well, milk and dairy products can also feed bacteria, virus, fungus, and parasites. So even though in a Lyme patient or a chronic fatigue patient, there may be, yes, three or four co-infections, the main ones, well, if they continue to eat dairy, they're feeding certain staph infections that are causing additional acne, or they're feeding certain uh, fungal infections such as candida and other uh, mycoses throughout the body. And so unfortunately, due to our nutrition or lack thereof of proper nutrition, we are feeding these other stealthy infections that in the background contribute to a whole complex array of symptoms that contribute to bring down that individual's immune system. Now, from a conventional perspective, you know, how would doctors go about testing infections, even if, let's say, they knew that they wanted a test for some of these other infections that aren't as often tested? What would they do? Would it be blood work or what types of tests are there? Yes. So unfortunately, it is very difficult to test for some of these. So for example, 
the majority of doctors that suspect underlying tuberculosis infection, well, the most common is the tuberculin test, the skin test, where the tuberculin protein is injected subcutaneously underneath the skin. And then for the next uh, 24 to 72 hours, that skin, that area of skin on the arm is observed to see what type of reaction occurs. And so oftentimes people will have a kind of edema or uh, inflammation of the area. And oftentimes doctors will say, oh, yes, it's positive. But you know what? If you're from Europe or, you know, in your youth, you had uh, respiratory infections, well, then you've been exposed to it. And so that's why you're testing positive. Let's do a quick chest x-ray and rule out that you currently have tuberculosis. And so they'll do the chest x-ray and the chest x-ray comes back uh, normal. However, the fact that that tuberculin skin test comes back positive or slightly positive means you've been exposed, means that bacteria is in your body laying in wait for your immune system to drop significantly in order for it to come up. And so six months down the road, a year down the road, all of a sudden you're diagnosed with pneumonia and turns out underlying the pneumonia is tuberculosis or a mycoplasma pneumonia or pneumocystis carini, uh, fungal infection. And so there are so many layers of infections that they're just there lying in wait and they're not high enough to be detected in typical blood tests and uh, laboratory panels. And they're also very, very expensive. And the number one uh, confirmation for tuberculosis is to actually do a bronchoscopy where you slide a, a tube literally down the individual's uh, throat and uh, collect a bronchial aspiration of mucus all the way in the lungs. And so that's not a very easy to do procedure. It's quite invasive and costly. Yeah. And so nobody wants to do that unless you're suffering from a severe pneumonia that's resistant to a lot of things. Right. As well as once you have that culture, it's going to take three to four weeks for it to come back positive for tuberculosis. Yeah. So it's very difficult. But it's something that you have to think about and something that I observe literally on a daily basis in my practice. And fortunately with magnets, it can, the body can be stimulated to the point where it will heal itself of many, many different uh, infections. Yeah. And I'm really excited to get into all of this and um, tell all of the listeners about this. So, you know, when we're talking about you know, blood work and some of these other ways to look at infections, we obviously know that there's so many infections out there that most doctors aren't even testing the gamut. And so many of them are missed because of all the things that you mentioned. And so you use um, something called kinesiology to check for infection. So let's talk about that to see how we can figure out what the infections are. And then we can get into what we can actually do about them, because there is a lot we could do, which is very exciting. Yes. Testing the body energetically through muscular contractions and relaxations. And it is not necessarily an easy technique to master. And like everything else, it takes practice and it takes concentration. And so, for example, when we think about each one of us, if we want to open and close our hand and make a fist we don't have to know the anatomy or physiology involved in making that fist. I don't have to know that my brain is creating an electrical signal somewhere in the white cortex matter of the brain, and that it's going down through the brainstem, crisscrossing, going over to the other side of the body, going down through the brachial plexus nerves, and then going down the arm, and at the same time, uh, drawing more circulation through the arteries of the hand, I don't need to know any of that physiology or anatomy in order to open and close my hand. All I need is the intention to do so. And so let's think about that for a second. We talk, walk, do all of these 
you know, normal things just by thinking about it. We don't understand the biology uh, physics involved. And so with muscle testing, that's all we need. We need the intention of, let me physically, mentally ask the body, does this individual have an Epstein-Barr virus infection? And so when you ask that with the proper intention, when you are focused, when you are um, understanding that the body has the ability to respond then the body will respond. You also have to know what to look for. Are you looking for a relaxation, a, con, a contraction of the muscular tissue in that individual's arms, in their legs, in your own body? There are different variations of the technique involved. I personally prefer to use the legs or the arms. And so I teach this method in my courses, and you can also find uh, certain and other explanations online, but ultimately it's about using this technique to access the other person's energy field and be able to ask those appropriate health questions. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I have had muscle testing done before meeting you, um, you know, many years back. And I've always had it done where someone would have me either hold something or they would ask a question and they would have me put my hand out and then they would press down on my hand and then my hand would either go weak and drop or it would stay strong. And I always wondered, well, but what if I'm holding my hand out like very like high, or maybe my muscles just get tired or, you know, what else could be going on? And I always Absolutely. wondered how accurate it was. And so what I really liked about the way that you do it is you put on these shoes that have a magnetic uh, sole on them. And then I would lay on the table and you would use my feet and well, you can explain it obviously better than I can, but it would be where one foot would become longer than the other. But I am actually not even hearing what you're asking or trying to hold my foot in a certain way. So I'm almost kind of not involved, if you will. So I don't have to worry about, oh, maybe I'm just holding it too high or holding it too strong. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's actually the beautiful part about that aspect of the technique, that you are not involved whatsoever. So part of the success in muscle testing is knowing how to ask the proper questions. And so what I mean by that is it's very different to ask, can Susie eat avocados as opposed to may Susie eat avocados? The difference being in can Susie eat avocados? Yes, she can. Anyone can. You and I can. All we have to do is put it in our mouths. Right. <laughs> it's not a question of, you know, can you physically do it? The question becomes, may Susie eat avocados without it interfering in her health? That's where the intention and the proper uh, focus of the question comes in. So if you ask, may Susie eat avocados? Obviously you're asking with the best intention of may she eat it without becoming sick or may she eat it, you know, um, without getting an allergic reaction or having a negative reaction. That's where the body will respond. No, she may not eat avocados. And so unfortunately, you know, there's a certain, uh, experience, required to do muscle testing so that you know the right questions to ask and how to ask them. And so the response of the body is going to come in the form of an involuntary muscular contraction in either the legs or the arms, depending on which one the therapist is holding. And it's involuntary in that as I'm holding your legs and asking that question, one of your legs will simply start to contract. And because you're laying down on the massage table with your legs kind of propped on top of a pillow and you're very relaxed, all of a sudden you're going to start to feel a slight sensation of one of your legs either sliding up towards your body or sliding down. And that's your body's involuntary muscular response answering the therapist's question. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool feeling. And I've had many sessions with you over the years and it actually feels super relaxing, but you do feel that little bit of like the muscle 
contraction and then the lengthening. It, it's very, very mild. And a lot of times, I think for some people who might just want to relax and maybe even take a nap, they may not even feel anything. But I know that you are able to see right there because the shoes, you know, when you, you wear these special magnetic shoes and the soles line up. And so then if one leg is going to extend out, you know, it's only about a half an inch or so. It's not that much, but you see right there because the shoes don't align anymore. Correct. Absolutely. And the one slight correction there is not that the shoes are magnetized. Oftentimes I will add magnets to the feet, but the reason for the shoes is just so that um, I can line them up properly because I look at the edges of the shoes to make sure that they're lined up. Okay, right. As opposed to if I were only holding onto your heel, well, the heel is round and you can't really tell when one heel gets shorter with regards to the other one because of that roundness. But with a shoe, it usually has lines and the edges are very clear and crisp. That's right. Got it. So what's interesting about what you do is you have pages and pages <laughs> Yes. of various infections that you go through. And again, I've been through the process more than once, so I can really speak from personal experience. And so you ask the question, you ask them in your head, so I don't necessarily hear it, but you know, I sort of see you flipping the pages. How many infections do you test for? I test for literally just over maybe six, 700 different infections. Oftentimes I will scan for bacteria, virus, fungus, parasites, endocrine or organ dysfunctions, as well as certain emotional issues, as well as certain traumas or surgeries or scars. Uh, I can ask anything I want, literally, and the body will respond in yes or no questions, as long as those questions are relevant and have to do with uh, the betterment of the individual. So I can't ask, what is tonight's lottery number going to fall as? No. Obviously, that is a no-no question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I can ask, you know, is Susie eating something that is affecting her health in a negative way? Should she stop eating a particular food group? Yes. And then I can go into further questions such as, is it coming from her breakfast, from her lunch, from her dinner? If it comes from her lunch, then I ask her, what is she having for lunch? And so as Susie tells me, well, I usually have soups for lunch, or I have salads, or I have sandwiches, or I eat out for lunch, or you know, then I can muscle test and have the body guide me and narrow down the choices until I get to a particular food group or food. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, for everyone listening, for those that have had muscle testing before and experienced it, you know exactly what Dr. Garcia is talking about. And for those that haven't, I know what you might be thinking. And that is, well, this is a little weird. And trust me, I was there when I first had the therapy and I've had other muscle testing. I was always I don't want to say skeptical, but I always wondered, well, how does this work? Well, this is a little weird and I don't know, you know, and how can we really find out by asking? But with Dr. Garcia's sessions, it's been really amazing because there's things that he would pick up that there's no way he could have known, but were true. And I'll give you one example. And I, if you have seen me as a client, you probably know this because I talk about this a lot, but, um, I started seeing Dr. Garcia a couple of months before I got pregnant with Jake. And I'd mentioned to him that we were going to start trying and we were just going to, you know, just see what happens. You know, we weren't really actively trying. And so I ended up seeing him uh, one week and he went through the whole series of questions. And after about 20 minutes, <laughs> Dr. Garcia, remember you had that look, you were like, hmm. And I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? Like, what do I have? What's wrong with me? And you're like, well, you're like, did you say that you were trying? And I said, well, sort of, but not really yet. And you're like, well, you were pregnant. And I remember saying, well, I don't know, because the timing really was off. And I don't know if I really am. And you said, well, either you're pregnant or you have a parasite in your uterus. And of course, I was like, oh, my God, I have a parasite in my uterus. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> and you were laughing. You're like, oh, my gosh, stop. And and I said, well, how do you know? I don't understand. And you said that when I test through the different organ systems, I 
saw that there was something in the uterus and the only thing it could be either is a baby or, you know, there's something negative in there. And, you know, having a parasite Correct. in the uterus is not something that really happens in this country or, you know, is something I think you said you've only seen like once in your life. And, you know, I just I tell the story because and I was pregnant <laughs> with Jake at that time. I just didn't even know it was too early to even take a test. And you know, I never even asked Dr. Garcia to check on this. This is something he just picked up through doing it. So this way of muscle testing, you know, if it's a practitioner that really has the practice that knows what they're doing, you know, it could be really amazing. And there's, I have so many other stories similar to this of where, you know, there are certain things I had in my body, whether it was a bruise or even an emotion I was feeling or something else that was going on that I didn't even tell you when you picked up in the testing. It's just, it's really amazing. Yeah. Like I said, with the more years of experience and the more training that a person goes through, the more they're going to have, you know, a whole library of questions and uh, it's a whole different mindset uh, really to ask about with each particular individual. And it's something that, you know, I was a bio major in college. I went to Boston College. I did three and a half years of genetic research and had someone told me that, you know, years later, I would give up my medical license to do energy medicine and I would be using muscle testing. I would bet the house and the kitchen sink that they'd be wrong. You know, I would have laughed at that. However, fast forward, you know, uh, 20 some odd years and yes, here I am relying on muscle testing to place magnets on individuals so that the magnets can stabilize, modify the individual's pH balance in those different organs to restore that pH balance back to whether it's the thyroid, the liver, the kidneys, the pancreas. And have that individual start to feel healthier and let their body heal itself without any external medications, just through whether it's detoxing the liver, the kidneys, you name it, and boom, right. all of a sudden you see miracles start to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I've definitely been there on the other side of that. So let's talk about this. So you go through the testing and you find, you know, imbalances in certain organs and you find infections. And, you know, in Susie's case, she had tons of different infections. Um, you know, some were Lyme related, some were just other, you know, different viruses that could be connected to other infections. So once you have that, and let's just say someone maybe has 30 different infections and several different imbalances, how do magnets work and how can they make it better? Sure. So I think we've all played with magnets when we were younger. And when you bring one magnet close to another magnet, depending on whether it's north or south polarity on both magnets, you will either push the other magnet away if you're using two identical polarities towards one another, so north-north or south-south, you end up pushing that energy away. Or if you use north-to-south magnets, it's going to pull um, the other magnet towards. It's going to attract. So depending on which way you're placing the magnets on the body, you're going to either bring more circulation to an area so that it starts to heal faster, such as bruises or after surgeries, wherever scars are involved, you place the magnets over that um, tissue where there's inflammation and it's going to resolve extremely quickly. We're talking about, you know, no edema and little to no pain at all. And, you know, depending on ex the exact placement of the magnets, if it's over the liver and you've had several drinks and you've got a buzz going by placing the magnets in a particular direction over the liver, you're going to be flushing the liver and stimulating the detox process. So that buzz that you had going for about half an hour, it's now going to drain and disappear within five to 10 minutes. And so it's really quite amazing because all of a sudden you feel back to normal. And so, you know, I've tested that in at least 30 plus individuals over the years and it keeps, you know, the same response. He keeps occurring over and over. So not only is, is it a, you know, pretty immediate buzzkill, but there's also no hangover the next day. 
And so that's just one instance of, you know, magnets over a given organ or area. You could do the same thing with the lungs. You could do the same thing with the kidneys, the bladder for bladder infections and other issues. And it's just amazing. And I've seen that we've done it with sinuses. You know, if there's congestion or the sinuses are just clogged and there's areas where you would put it over the sinuses and you literally feel everything just drain down. Absolutely. Yes. Excellent example. Yes. You've felt it several times. Absolutely. Now, what about with specific infections? Because, you know, obviously infections could be all over the body or they could be in a specific area of the body. So can you talk a little bit about how the magnets are placed for infections? Is it different for different people or are they the same placement depending on the infection? That's a slightly more complex answer, but those are great leading questions because the honest answer is all of the above. And so what I mean by that is when I first started out with biomagnetism, I went to the seminar down in Ecuador for a week and was excited with all the information that I you know, wrote down. And so I came back to my medical office and I said, okay, I'm going to start to use magnets on people and see if it really works, if all this is true. And so the first patient you know that i saw later in the week had a urinary tract infection and so i scanned her uh, through muscle testing and determined that she had e coli because um when i asked about her index fingers as well as her thymus gland her legs shifted giving me a yes through muscle testing. And so thymus gland, and when it balances out to liver, represents E. coli infection. But so does index finger on the right with index finger on the left when you place magnets there. And so what I did in that particular instance was, even though I detected that she had the imbalances of an E. coli infection causing the urinary tract infection, before placing the magnets, I told her, look, I've identified E. coli, but I would prefer for you to go down to the local lab two blocks away, leave a urine sample for testing and culturing, and then come right back and I will place the magnets on you. But I told her, I suspect you have an E. coli infection. So she went there, she left the urine sample, came back, and I proceeded to place the magnets on those two particular pairs of points, thymus with liver and right index finger, black magnet on the right index finger, the uh, fingerprint region and a left magnet on the left fingerprint region, the index finger, and waited 15 minutes. And then I had her come back three days later and for her to pick up her uh, laboratory results, when she brought me the results, it tested positive for E. coli infection. And when I asked her, how did you feel with regards to your urinary tract infection symptoms after I placed the magnet, she said, Doc, I'll be honest, after I left your office, after having placed the magnets, my fever, chills, uh, urinary issues, symptoms absolutely disappeared. I feel fine now. And so to get that positive confirmation in the urine culture that, yes, she was very positive for E. coli, and that's what I had muscle tested out to, that was amazing. Even though she was symptom-free, I said, you know what? Go back to the lab, drop off another urine sample, and let's see if you're still testing positive or maybe you know somewhat positive, and I may need to write a script for antibiotics for you. And she said, okay, great. She went back down to the lab. She left another urine sample. She came back three days later, brought me that new lab report, and it came back absolutely normal and negative for E. coli infection. And so I thought, wow, you know, this was a great and tremendous example of being able to treat urinary tract infections without the use of antibiotics, only through muscle testing. And I was able to confirm through laboratory testing that the bacteria were no longer present. Why? Because I balanced out the specific areas of the body where the E. coli bacteria was kind of hiding out or resonating with in the body. And so after that experience, I said, all right, I need to see if this was a fluke and let me test it out in other urinary tract infection patients, as well as pneumonia patients, as well as other patients. And so 
I started asking patients, go down to the lab, drop off sample, this, that. And let me tell you, after about 10, 12 patients doing exactly the same thing for urinary tract infections and then other patients with pneumonias and uh, kidney stones and this and that, it was amazing because if the urinary tract infection, I detected it was through protease bacteria or Klebsiella bacteria or Citrobacter, no matter what the bacterial infection that I detected, the laboratory would come back with that same bacterial infection. And then afterwards, the second lab would come back negative all the time. I did not recommend any antibiotics. So it was just absolutely amazing. And after, you know, 12 or so, uh, trials of that, I decided, you know what, I'm no longer going to waste the patient's time, money, effort to drop off samples. I'm just going to simply treat with magnets. And if their symptoms don't go away, then I'll offer them a second or even third session. And so that's exactly what happened. I mean, you know, it was rare that it wouldn't be resolved in one session, maximum two sessions. And so I kind of started getting confident after a while. <laughs> yeah, well, that's fascinating. It blew my mind. And I know that since um, you were actually in South America, right, doing research with malaria, and you were able to do stuff with magnets for that too. Yes. So back then I was also working with malaria, but I wasn't as confident. And so actually last year I went to Africa with a mission organization and I did my own research with malaria patients out there. And so I was able to prove that through the use of magnets, uh, the individuals that at first were positive on the microscopic blood smear showing the malaria parasites underneath the microscope. And they were also positive for a blood test, what's called a rapid antigen blood test for malaria. After 72 hours, they were no longer positive for both the blood smear nor the rapid antigen uh, or protein test in the blood. And so exactly how that worked, I have no idea, but it worked. And so unfortunately, um, we went towards the end of mosquito season and we were only able to test six total individuals. Uh, but of those six, they all became negative after one or two sessions of placing the magnets. And so we would like to either go back next year or at some point and repeat the experiments with larger numbers of individuals and, you know, prove this beyond a doubt. But I think six out of six is a great start. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of malaria, I know that a lot of people may think, okay, well, malaria is something that I get, you know, in Africa or in other countries, and it causes, you know, these major symptoms and there's fevers and, you know, it's very, very dangerous. But can you also talk about how we can have sort of underlying infections of that? Because that's actually something that Susie had, you know, wasn't full blown malaria, but she had some of the pairs for it. Our health depends on a variety of factors. It depends on our stress levels. It depends on our nutrition. It depends on how toxic we are. It depends on what other co-infections we have that weaken our immune system. And so if you were only bitten by, say, one mosquito and it introduced malaria into your body, and at the time it was beginning in the summer and you you know, went on your summer break and vacation when your immune system was riding high and you, you know, ate healthy, everything was going good. And then towards the end of the summer or September rolls around, you go back to work and school starts and then stress starts and then exam time starts and you're staying up late, you're not eating, eating as healthy as uh, you should be that's where the body starts to break down in terms of its immune system and you're not eating as healthy. And that's where instead of the pathogen or combination of pathogens hiding out in one area, that's where they start to spread amongst other areas. And so instead of you just feeling a little tired 
and achy. Now you have a stiff neck. Now your sleep is off. Now you're experiencing some anxiety. Now you're having some digestive issues. And so each symptom is an underlying pathogen. And so the more magnets that I detect and determine that need to be placed on your body refers to the number of pathogens or how this particular pathogen has spread throughout your body because what was once stable in terms of pH-wise, it had an alkaline pH in your body. Well, now it has become unstable and now it's a very acidic pH and it's allowing for the growth of different pathogens. And, you know, in Susie's case, I think she had three different pairs from malaria. I think there's a total of five, right? Actually, there's a total of 10 now. Oh, wow. After the Africa studies, yes, there's a total of 10, but on average, it can be about five or six. And so the longer you've been dealing with the issues, the more uh, compromised your immune system is, the more these pathogens are going to venture off into other areas of the body and continue to affect you there. Hmm. Yeah. So she had three. And actually, my husband, Scott, ended up seeing you a couple of years ago because he was having trouble sleeping. And one of the things that was happening is he was sweating a lot at night. And he normally doesn't sweat that much during the day, but he was sweating at night to the point where I have to change his pillowcase every day. <laughs> I was uh-huh. always doing laundry. And I remember talking to you about it. And you're like, have him come in. I'll take a look. And he had... I want to say it was either four or five of the malaria pairs. And, you know, again, he didn't feel bad per se. I mean, yeah, he was a little tired, but, you know, it was that not being able to sleep as well and the sweating. And he used to do acupuncture and the acupuncture would help. And he would have to do acupuncture every couple of months. And then he would start to kind of sweat again and he would do it again and then it would stop. But we moved and he wasn't able to see that acupuncturist. And so he came to see you. And after two sessions, the night sweat stopped. And it's been a couple of years and he hasn't had it since. You know, I forgot about that example, but thank you very much for bringing it up. Yes. We got rid of those underlying infections and were able to stimulate his immune system to the point where his body took care of it. And that was the end of that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's just, you know, I have so many different examples. And obviously, of course, Susie, who had so many different pairs for various infections and, you know, between everything that we did, plus the magnets, she was feeling so much better. Now, Dr. Garcia, if someone is interested in a biotism treatment, how long does it typically take? Depending on the complexity of their individual case. So the more symptoms the person is experiencing or the more quote unquote diagnoses they have, the more sessions uh, requirements are going to be. And so if somebody just comes in for the common cold or sinus issues, it should be able to be resolved within two, maximum three sessions. But if someone comes in for uh, five years worth of Lyme's symptoms, uh, and this individual has taken years of antibiotics and other medications. Well, it's gonna take either you know six to twelve months or somewhere around six to ten sessions because you have to under undo years of acquiring different infections, and so that's the issue that. You know, people would love for there to exist a magic bullet where, you know, I have limes and I take antibiotics for one month and it's resolved. No, limes is the combination of virus plus fungus plus bacteria plus parasites. And so pretending to take care of it with doxycycline or, you know, a combination of antibiotics, no, that's only taking care of one type of pathogen not of the many different pathogens that are, you know, uh, in combination inside that individual. Because by taking the antibiotics, you're throwing off the gut's microbiome. And so that's becoming unstable and you're allowing for fungal infections to uh, flourish. And so you have to also take that into account. And just, it's a whole complex, not necessarily scheme, but many issues that have to be taken into account. Right. Well, it's a process. Yeah, it's a process. Yeah. And that's why I think you and I work so well together because, you know, you're approaching it from that end. I'm approaching it more from kind of the functional medicine end and then together, correct. you know, with 
addressing all of those different things because it is also looking at stress and looking at diet and where your nutrients are, but then also taking care of these imbalances and infections for sure. Dr. Garcia, for everyone listening, if someone's interested in having a treatment, is it something that's covered by insurance or is it a self-pay? Sure. It's unfortunately right now a self-pay. Insurance does not know about this form of therapy. Uh, Maybe in the future, this is brand new to the United States. It's been around here in the United States for less than 10 years. Uh, That's one of the reasons why I came with my family from Colombia to the United States to introduce this. And as of two years ago, I've been teaching this around the United States. So I currently offer training seminars to practitioners and just to the general public. Uh, Anyone can learn this, whether you're a housewife or you're a chiropractor or a physical therapist, you know, understanding and learning where and how to stimulate the body in the uh, proper areas can generate, you know, tremendous change for yourself and your family. I mean, you have plenty of examples where, you know, you'll come in for a session, but uh, at some point I'll recommend that you place magnets on your husband or your child so that you can stop the spread of some of these underlying infections or so that you can heal one of them uh, for other issues that they may have shared with you. Yeah, that's the beauty of it because if you have it, other people have it. So if you treat everyone in the family, then you stop it right there. And Dr. Garcia, I know that you are super busy um, and you have so many patients to see. So if someone is interested in having a session, Are there other people that do it in the U.S.? How many people are trained in biomagnetism? I know you've been working on training people. Yes. So I would say there are easily over 100 people that have been trained in biomagnetism throughout the U.S., which obviously isn't enough. I would say of those 100, maybe maximum 50, uh, I would trust their skills with. And I say this only because those 50 have uh, received training in the last, say, three, four years maximum, and so don't have enough experience under their belt and haven't been to probably enough training seminars. And so that's why I'm trying to offer as many courses and trying to speed people through, giving them the most important tips so that they can put this into practice right away. So what has taken me almost 12 years to learn, I'm now teaching people things that it took me five, six years to learn. And so in my particular training seminars, I call it bombantism and beyond because I just, you know, uh, give everyone as many tools as possible so that they can learn the most important things for their health, their family's health. I teach them about muscle testing, how to muscle test. We practice that for many hours throughout the seminar. And once again, it's about at the end of the day, at the end of the seminar, being able to do this successfully on yourself, on your family, on your friends and your loved ones. And so you don't necessarily have to want to open up an office space, but you know, if your son or daughter or you come down with a cold or sinus issues or diarrhea, well, after the seminar, you should be able to take care of it and uh, avoid the need to you know, seek other additional uh, help, whether through the hospital system or laboratory work and others. Of course, for you know, grave issues, uh, by all means, go to the hospital, do Western medicine. But for simpler issues, it can be taken care of oftentimes through the use of biomagnetism and muscle testing work. Oh, that's amazing. And I'm going to put all of this information about Dr. Garcia, how to contact him and his seminars in the show notes for everyone to see. Well, Dr. Garcia, thank you so much for all of this information. Um, It's so enlightening. And, you know, again, what you do is just really fascinating. And I really wanted to introduce my listener to this just because there's so much here. And I think it's so interesting. So thank you again for being here and providing all of this information. Thank you very much for having me, Ina. As we just heard, infections can hide in many areas of the body, and testing for them can come in many ways, from looking at blood and urine with labs, to using the body's knowledge with kinesiology. 
Similarly, eradicating infections can be done in more ways than one. We have various medications as well as supplements and herbs, but also really neat tools like magnets that can help shift the body's pH and help with the infection. I will tell you more about what we did for Susie in just a second, but first, if you want to contact or find out more about my guest, Dr. Luis Garcia, please visit healthmysterysolve.com and go to episode number 37. There you will see all the detailed show notes so you can reference everything that he and I discussed. And for Susie, we had a two-pronged approach. I evaluated her test results and saw that her body was not dealing with viruses well, and every time she was a bit stressed or had any changes with hormones, like around her period, her immune system plummeted and the viral symptoms reared their ugly head. Because it would be quite expensive to test for every single virus and infection, and since these bugs can often hide, I also sent her to Dr. Garcia to help us get a better idea of which viruses were more predominant and what other infections were present. He found a ton of hidden stuff, from Epstein-Barr to cytomegalovirus, both German and English measles, malaria, Yersinia, and Pseudomonas, just to name a few. Now, these infections were not acute, they were more stealth, but nonetheless, they were in the body and burdening the immune system. Susie had a biomagnetism treatment and felt more energy within just a few days. At the same time, because she had so many sensitivities, I took a deeper look at her liver and detox pathways with an organic acid test and saw that some pathways were compromised, which was not a surprise to me, and they were creating a gridlock so toxins could not properly get out. I put Susie on a product called LVGB and NAC, which stands for N-acetylcysteine from Designs for Health, which addressed both phase one and phase two of liver detox and an antiviral protocol with lysine, selenium, and zinc. Now, I also supported her gut with orthobiotic, probiotic, and colostrum. After the first month, she went four whole weeks, even during her period week, without getting any of her viral symptoms. She had three more biomagnetism treatments over the next three months while continuing on all of the supplements during this time, and it was extremely happy to report that her body aches, fatigue, and the feeling of constantly getting sick were gone. She still had to be more careful around chemicals, but her sensitivity to them improved by over 50% as her detoxification got better. We are continuing the protocol, and as more infections are eradicated and the detox pathways continue to improve, I am looking forward to an even better reduction in the chemical sensitivities in the coming months. If Susie sounds like someone you know, please share this episode with them and make sure you subscribe to the show because the next health mystery I uncover could be one you or someone you love is dealing with right now. When it comes to your health issues, don't give up. The answers are out there and there is hope. I'm Ina Toppler. Thank you so much for listening and see you next week on Health Mystery Solved. All information, content, and material on this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider.